Welcome to the Misfit Mentor Podcast for fit pros and wellness coaches, hosted by moi, Sarah Smith. I'm here to make your journey as a fit pro a bit easier and simpler, and to teach you everything I've learned about building a soul-based six-figure business online. My journey working in the fitness industry began about 22 years ago, and after years of working in the industry, I decided to close my gym in Ireland about three years ago and work solely online so I could move to the south of France. And on this podcast, I'll be giving you my best trainings, mindset shifts, and advice so you can grow your business and most importantly, collapse time for yourself so you don't make the same costly mistakes I made along the way. Hello, 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 and you're really welcome to another episode. In this episode, what I want to help you with is mistakes, really common mistakes that transformation challenges flop. So it's just mistakes to avoid at all costs if you're holding a transformation challenge. So you want to make sure that you don't make these mistakes in the future. And I've made all these mistakes along the way. Um, And I'm about to lay out seven kind of common mistakes that most fit pros, most personal trainers or nutritionists make when they're running like a transformation program. So first of all, if you make these mistakes, they won't be nearly as profitable or results getting as they could be. And that's why we're all here, right? Is we want to give our clients amazing results. And challenges and transformation programs are incredible. And, you know, I know a lot of really amazing personal trainers and nutrition coaches who've built really big businesses using these as their backbone. Yeah. So let's get stuck in into all these seven, seven mistakes that I made on, you know, transformation challenges along the way. And you could take out a pen and paper if you want to, or, you know, just taking, taking a few notes of these. If you're maybe launching challenges that aren't really working well, or maybe you're about to launch one and you're, you're kind of just looking for some help on that. So let's get stuck in. So the first thing is either over or underpricing a program. And this is what I did at the start was I was really, really green, really clueless about what to price. And I underpriced first as a mistake, and then I completely overpriced as well. So there's kind of like a sweet spot in between for front end offers that work really well. So, you know, if you're underselling like I was, then, you know, you want to make sure that you're not devaluing your program, but you're still attracting and bringing in ideal clients who can afford to continue on and keep going. And you also don't want to overcharge for the program so that you scare people away. And that's what I did was I went low and that didn't work. So I was like, I'll go higher. And then people were like, that's way too expensive. And so there's just a sweet spot somewhere in between. So over or under price in your program. The next one, number two, was not marketing early enough. And I've come across this a lot, even with fit pros that I work with on a one-to-one in my program, is a lot of them have said, you know, well, I tried challenges before and they just never filled. And when I looked into the nitty gritty detail, Um, what was happening was they just weren't marketing these challenges early enough. So you need to give yourself at least two and a half to three weeks before your program begins to to market and and to, you know, fill up the challenge. Okay. And this will give you time to adjust your marketing if you need it um, in order to, to, um, 
to, to hit your goals. Now, here's a bonus mistake, is not setting goals for your challenge. So if you don't have an idea how many people you'd like to fill in the challenge or you know what's the outcome you have from it, then you're gonna get very vague results. But if you set specific goals, then you'll get very specific results. So not marketing early enough is numero due, <laughs> practicing my Italian. Okay, so number three, really common one is not tracking leads or or following up with leads and by leads what i mean is you know warm soulmate potential clients um who who you know you'd love to work with so ideally you should have a system in place to track every lead and that's what i have in my one-to-one programs with my clients and so then you have a system to follow up with them as quickly as possible and keep following up so it's making sure that you're using various forms of communication like it could be a a video message, a voice recording, a text message, a phone call, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, email, all of those things. But if you're not tracking or following up and you think, oh, it's all pushy and all this, it's, it's not going to fill because people need to be reminded. So not tracking or following up with your ideal clients would be number three. Number four would be not having your conversion plan in place early. And so what I mean by that is, you know, um, it, it's that you know, before you begin your program, you should already have your plan mapped out on how you're going to convert your new participants into kind of longer term members. So let's say you were to set up a 28 day challenge and, and you'd like to get them to convert those into longer members who, term members who are working with you either on a one to one or in a group. But that's like maybe for 90 days or something. Yeah. So too many fit pros, personal trainers and nutritionists I know get caught up in the day to day. And before they know it, the challenge is over and they realize they've missed a huge opportunity to convert their trials into members, into, into longer term members. So, so not having a plan ready where, you know, maybe you're going to do a screen share and, and do a pitch and talk, them, talk about, you know, how they could move forward and work with you longer term. And maybe you leave that to the last minute and people are like, nah, I don't know. Um, but you need, you, you know, with all my clients, we've got a conversion plan early done. Yeah. Number five is not having a plan to over deliver. So you want to under promise always and over deliver. So you want your participants to have like a wow experience. And this takes just a little bit of planning. So, you know, would you send them um, a, a handwritten card or a digital card even? Would it be like a welcome box with some swag in it that fits your budget and price point? Would it be a personalized welcome video? So take time to plan and create this in advance so that you really, really over deliver. Number six is not showing current members enough loving. <laughs> and what I find is during big challenges, your current clients can feel left out or ignored because so much of your energy and tension might be going towards your newbies. So if you were setting up a group challenge in Facebook and, you know, maybe you you, were, you had a free group and then you, you took from the free group into a, a 28 day paying challenge and then you just ignored your free group or current clients, then they are going to feel ignored and left out. So make it a point to check in with your regular clients and members, give them shout outs on social media um, or even surprise them with, you know, like a card or something like that. So it would be just showing your current members enough love. And if if your aim of the challenge is to get in like new people all the time. Now, this could be online or offline, by the way. So number seven, we're nearly there is not holding participants accountable. 
you absolutely must have your plan in place to hold your challengers accountable. Otherwise, they just won't get the results that they signed up for. So some ideas could be checking in with them regularly to see how they're doing. Uh, it could be posting weekly in your private Facebook group. It could be sending daily emails to encourage and inspire them and finding ways to hold them accountable for their check-ins. It could be a fun way to kind of boost accountability factories offering prizes for checking in and posting daily or something like a bingo board. And that kind of revs up excitement. And another way to increase accountability could, could be that you tag people in the challenge. It could be that you have a progress tracker that they fill in every single week for four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, however long you're doing the challenge for. So if you're going to run a transformation program or challenge, you want to make sure that you're paying attention to these common mistakes so you just don't make them. And so just to give a quick review on these would be, first of all, um, over or under pricing your program. So just finding that sweet spot in between. It would be not marketing early enough, number two. Number three would be not tracking or following up with your leads. Number four would be not having your conversion plan in place early. And number five would be not having a plan to over deliver. And number six would be not showing current members enough loving, leaving them out a bit maybe. And then number seven would be not holding participants accountable. So I really hope this helps a personal trainer or a nutritionist or a fit pro to have a think maybe if challenges that they're running or transformations that they're running aren't really being successful is maybe you could have a little look objectively without judgment obviously at those seven things and see which one needs attention so that you could you know run a successful challenge and so once you tweak those things you'd be very very surprised at how quickly a transformation challenge could gather momentum and the other thing in transformation challenges is really trying to describe, this is like a bonus one, is trying to describe, you know, where your client is at and where they're going to be after the challenge. So really trying to map out that journey for them, that transformation challenge and keeping it very clear is what will encourage people to, to sign up to the challenge once they know what end results that they will be looking at. So... I really hope this has helped and if you feel that you need more help in your fit pro business or your nutrition business to to get yourself out there and to serve ideal clients and and you know create sales and you need help with that then send me a dm on social media on facebook on instagram or you can email me on sarah at misfitmentor.com and we could just have a chat and see if we're a, a good fit to work together so have a great day. Start implementing what you learned today about the seven things not to do uh, if you're launching a transformation challenge. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did find it really helpful and you want to share it with another fitness professional who you think could really do with hearing this right now, then make sure you screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram or Facebook so that we can connect and I can start to stalk you. Just kidding. Kind of. If you want to know when the next podcast is coming out, you can subscribe on iTunes to get notified on the next episode. Or if you want to connect with me on a deeper level and get more in-depth business tips, then request to join my free group, the Fit Pro Biz Online, 
for fitness professionals and wellness coaches. It's a real kick-ass community with some really, really amazing coaches in there as well. So I'd love if you come join me there. Remember, there's never going to be a perfect time to get started. Take messy action daily and go get it. See you on the next episode.